Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> For what? You shouldn't read. Welcome, Rico Petroselli and Tom, Tom Selleck. Tom, no, Tom Zappala. Oh, Tom Zappala, yeah. What kind of a cigar is that? Well, it's a leaf cigar. As, you know, is it a cheap cigar? No, it's not. How much did that the, cigar cost you? Uh, at least uh, 12 bucks. You're full of crap. All right, eight bucks. Did it really? Uh, maybe four. Four, maybe. Four bucks. Now we're down to four. Well, <laughs> I buy five of them for three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. The name of the show is The Great American Collectible Show, Tom Zappala, and my compadre, Paisan. Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. We've got a great show today. We're going to start with uh, Scotty Russell from the Collective Connection. Then we're bringing in our good friend Al Crisofoli, who's got his anniversary auction. They both have great auctions going. But first, our headlines. And guess what the headline is? Well, Collective Connection's pre-war auction includes cards and 19th century newspapers. In this case, pre-war means pre-Civil War, Come on. a collection of original newspapers featuring baseball coverage Civil. for more than 160 years are part of the Collector Connection's seventh pre-war-only auction. Over 900 lots are in the auction, with all items dating from no later than the early 1940s. And that's when you played. Um, the newspapers date from 1857 through 1859, and include copy chronicling some of the most formative moments in the history of the game. For more information and to read the whole article, you can go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. Rich Miller and the gang at Sports Collectors yeah. Daily, they, they do a great job. Yes. Uh, and also, don't forget to subscribe, like and share the show with your friends. If you're on Facebook, YouTube, you can listen to us pretty much anywhere that you have a podcast. You don't even know what the hell a podcast is. But Podbean, Alexa, Pandora, wherever you are, you can listen to I us. I thought it was a vegetable. No, see, no, no. Or else you can just email me if you have any comments or questions at zap, Z-A-P-S-R, at hotmail.com. Zap. Who's going to remember that right away? So, well, he posted. Oh. Zap senior. Oh, yeah. All right, let's bring in Scotty. Scotty, Scotty. Russell from the Collective Scotty. Connection. Scott, you know, I was online. Uh, I know we, you've been with us now for several years. In my opinion, this is this is the best auction. I the lots that you've that I've seen on an auction site that you've had. Am I wrong on okay. that one? Yeah, it it was real exciting. A lot of it kind of came in last minute, so it was, you know, maybe a month out. We were you know concerned, and then all of a sudden we, the floodgates opened for us. So it was very exciting. It's nice. We had a PSA Gaudi roof. A five. Yeah, well, we actually five, have huh? an almost complete PSA five set. Oh, a whole break. set. Wow. Is, now, you uh, broke it up? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, every card individually, oh, okay. and it's five or better. There's a couple of five and a halfs and a couple of sixes, too. Uh, you know, I, Scott, I, I, you operate a little differently. There's a few of you that operate with an opening bid, and your opening bid typically was, is what, 25 bucks? $25 or less. So let me ask you this. What happens? Has it ever happened Obviously, the bidding on the on the Gaudis is fabulous. I looked, but what happens if there's a particular card that, for some reason, people miss, and the bidding is nowhere near what you anticipated? Are you is it kind of rolling the dice? Oh yeah, on a card, not so much because the, the market for cards is so huge. Where I get more worried is on things like the newspapers that you just talked about, where the market is a lot thinner for them. And then it's, you know, really is my job to make sure I go out and find those buyers. Um, on something truly special, like uh, the Rose Company postcards from last year. Yeah. Uh, we'll often do, we don't do reserves, which is another thing that, you know, kind of makes people nervous as to what you're saying. On really special pieces where we're afraid of the market being too thin, we'll actually do a guarantee for the consigner. 
So regardless of what the, okay. the item sells for, they get paid X. Okay. Okay. And then if it goes over that, ah. then we start sharing and whatever ah, we make that's, over that's the a good, guarantee. That's a good concept. Do any of the uh, consigners ask you or tell you, I guess, either way, what they want the yeah, card for the card? They, they certainly, a lot of them have a number in mind, but more often they're asking, oh, okay. you know, what do you think we're going to go for? And I try and give them an honest, you know, appraisal yeah, at that yeah. point. Well, I think you guys have been pretty successful. You know, uh, I like the way, you know, the big, big auction houses, a lot of them have like, like some of them, some of the starting bids are insane, you know, and they're gearing it for a particular uh, uh, demographic. But yeah. I, I, you know, the way you guys do it, uh, it's, I think it's, Everybody has a shot, right? And Every that's the idea is, you know, and that's why the, you know, that's why we changed the name a couple of years ago because we're trying to co connect the collectors to the cards they want. Yeah. Very cool. You got a 41 DiMaggio play ball too, I saw. In two of them. How is that? How are those things going? Joe D. Uh, the, the lower grade one really started moving last night. So that was good. And then the six jumped right out of the gate. Now we know that one will see a lot of action at the end. And what are some of the other items, uh, you know, that you're really excited about having in the auction? Uh, well, I mean, it, like you did in the headlines, the, those newspapers, they're not, they're not going to be the most expensive items by any stretch of the imagination, but I get goosebumps just thinking about them. Really? I mean, pre-Civil War baseball, there's box <laughs> scores, some of the first box scores ever done yeah. um oh, it's that, just that is, it's that, it's that history is. it's it's oh. so cool like, and did that like, come from one one consigner well it's funny one newspaper came from one consigner they actually found it in a box lot of ephemera at a flea market for ten dollars unbelievable and then when i started promoting that we had that one because that's really the special special one somebody else came out of the woodwork and said i've got a pile of these would you like them Hmm. Wow! So he saw, he basically saw the one we were promoting at the national, right? Gotcha. And he so the other thirty, the bound volume full of them came from another consigner. So what they do uh, during the war? They said, "Well, let's hold up, guys. You know, uh, the South and the." <laughs> it was said, before the Civil War. You said during the Civil no, War, too. No, these oh, newspapers are pre-Civil pre War. Pre-Civil War. Okay, so I thought maybe, you know. <laughs> it was they said, hold up. Right. Let's, let's <laughs> but it is interesting, though, because one of the things in these papers is what's called the Great Match, which were the first oh. games that admission was ever charged to. Oh, man. That's so and uh, they were saying that that was the impetus for creating a professional league, but that's the Civil War interrupted, and that's why it didn't happen until later. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a little uh, Civil War tidbit for both of you. Oh, okay. Did you know the first battle of the Civil War was the Battle of Bull Run, mm -hmm. as we all know? And yeah, yeah. Th they that first battle, the general public did not understand what was going on. Do you know that people brought chairs and umbrellas picnic at the battle, yep. and picnic to watch the battle? At the Battle of Bull Run. God's honest truth. <laughs> really? I swear to God. Well, there was no baseball that day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking of when you go to the kids' soccer game and I get all the parents Exactly. There. Same thing. Come that's, on. That's let's go. Oh, hey, Scotty, what about uh, baseballs? Do you have many? Uh, in, uh, did, did you have a well, lot, lot of autographs. Only one autograph ball, but it's a pretty special one. 31 Cubs with Hack Wilson on it. That's a really cool and, one. And Hack's just a tough, tough autograph. So, uh, What about do any other documents besides the uh, the newspapers? Uh, yeah, well, we have a from the Barry Halper collection. We have a, a neat selection of Sporting Life, uh, the the team composites. Okay, fifteen of them with the original portfolio cover from the Sporting Life. Very cool. And Very that cool. we actually are doing is a lot because I felt that was bad to break up. You know that there's too much kind of history with that piece to break it up. So normally that's something that we break up if we just got a stack of them. Yep. But these really belong together. So when does the auction that's end? Nice. It ends uh, Sunday the 27th. So that's this Sunday. I have this to get Sunday. my bid in. See, yeah. that's a good thing to do. Which one? Thursday after, uh, after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thursday night. Yeah. Get in there. Get a yeah, couple Fight of the trip to fan and put your bids in. Absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. Is there a particular card you're going for? Oh, no. you're going to look at it? All right. no, 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 I don't want to put pressure hey, on you. You need the Wagner autograph to go with your new card. <laughs> there you go. Hey, what is your <laughs> website address? Easy, thecollectorconnection.com. Great. Scotty, wish you the best, brother. Yeah, and, great. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get a bid in this week. We're going to get a bid Sounds good. Take care. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to you, too, Scott. Scott. You too, Rico. Good Thank guy, you. Man. Good guy, Good guy,
Scott Russell from the He's Collective great. Connection. He, hey, listen, before we bring great. Alan, why don't you tell us, I know you can't see that, Father, that's bigger print, about the Philly show. Wait a minute, i got to put my glasses on. Is that okay? Yeah, go ahead. All right, you know how, how I feel about the Philly show. <clears> oh, man. And, uh, okay, you ready? Folks, East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collectors Show, The Philly Show, from Friday, December 2nd to Sunday, December 4th, held at our new location. That's a new one now. Get this. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center Hall, A, 100 Station Avenue, Oaks, Pennsylvania, 19456. Did you get that down? I got it. Shop over 250 of your favorite hobby dealer booths on over 75,000 square feet of sports collectibles heaven from the 1800s to present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand also to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is family-friendly, and all kids 12 and under get in for free. Autograph guests get this to include Baseball Hall of Famers Wade Boggs, Vladdy Guerrero Sr., who was a great, great hitter, player, great player. Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles greats, Brandon Graham, Keith Byers, Seth Joyner, and many more. And many more was one of the all-time greats. For more information, go to phillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, the Philly Show is where it all started. All right. Uh, good yeah. job, Rick. Good job. Uh, you know, many more was a good player. Yeah, many. He was very good player. Good old. All right, listen, now, we're going to bring in our main guest who has newly quaffed here. Um, and he looks, he looks quite handsome. Handsome guy. He is. I'm a, little, I'm a little sad that he cut the hair, but his wife was putting big time pressure on him, so he, uh, he caved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can I say one thing? What? It's true. There comes to a point where when it grows too long, it's, it starts at, uh, not looking good. <clears throat> Do you, you know, see Al? You see him? He, he thinks, you know what he's going to do? I, I don't know if you can see the back. Look at this. See? You know what he hopes? That it gets right. so long that he can put no. it on top to get really? that ball spot out of the way. <laughs> David, should I cut truth. it? Thank Come you. On, hippie. I'm keeping it. All right, listen, oh, let's bring right. in our good friend, Al Christofoli from Love yeah. of the Game Auction. First of all, congratulations, man. Ten years uh, yeah. in the auction business, wow. and your hair is not gray, number one. <laughs> And you have hair, totally gray. number it's two. Gray. But uh, <laughs> Al, uh, before we get into the into the particulars of the auction, um, tell us how you got there. Tell us about the journey getting oh, into man. the auction business. So much fun. I, I mean, it's been great. It's been great. Thank you for the congrats, by the way. And and uh, you know everything about it has been awesome. But I, you know, I've spent obviously this week a lot of time reflecting on on the first one. Which, um, you know, I'm so I'm so thankful to the friends and the supporters who consigned to that first one because they really helped set the tone for uh, for the auction and for the company. And uh, and then that first auction closed the night before Superstorm Sandy hit New Jersey. Ooh. Oh, wow. And and uh, and so. You know, I'm I'm running this this little brand new company, rolling the dice and running it out of my basement in my house. And, uh, you know, the morning after the auction, power goes out. I had um, I had a little we bought a we, we managed to get a little portable generator and uh, and we had it firing the you know the, like the refrigerator and a couple of appliances in the you know, small appliances in the kitchen and uh, I had one desk lamp and my computer, um, and and uh, I processed invoices by the light of my desk lamp and and packed uh, people's winnings by the light of the cell phone. And and uh, you know when that when the truck came down the driveway after you know with power was out for eleven days, and when the and when the truck came down the driveway to uh, to pick up that you know because it, it took them a while to be able to even get to my house to pick up the packages, the outgoing packages. And I helped the guy load the packages on the back of the truck. And, uh, and I was just standing there in my garage watching the truck pull away. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like, in that first auction, do you remember how many lots there were? Uh, I 
think there were about 400. Oh, wow. So that's a good If size. I remember. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a decent it was a decent first uh uh you know, first shot. We we had uh um the highlight item was a a PSA 7 1935 National Chickle Bronco Nagurski, which wow. which is a big time card. Big and time and uh you know, the the gentleman who um who consigned, you took a big risk. I mean, you know, we we didn't have any bidders, and and you know, we started. I didn't I didn't buy a mailing list. I didn't buy. You know, sure. we just started and said and started marketing. And so, you Let's know, see. everybody who's ever become a love of the game customer came to us. So we I didn't buy anybody's list. I didn't rent any you know subscriber lists. I didn't start with any database or anything like that. My first bidder was our first bidder, and and so, uh, um. You know, it was really cool of that person to consign that card. Well, but you've done, you know, you've you, done well. You've done well. So listen, let's talk about the current auction. Uh, the one thing that sticks out is that Oscar Charleston. Uh, tell me about that one, man. Monster. Oh, that's a monster card. It's. I mean, who is he? You know, cards of Oscar Charleston. Uh, you know, just don't. They don't come around. Oscar Charleston, uh, you know, many people feel is the best player to ever play the game. He played in the Negro Leagues and, and uh, um, you know, he's probably top three or four, uh, depending on, you know, your your uh, your feelings on Mr. Bonds. And, and uh, you know, I think that his cards are so rare in general. They almost never uh make themselves available and the beacon cards are uh are particularly beautiful because they're photographic cards yeah um you know so the contrast is really nice it's a it's a you know it's a very uh desirable set and uh you know you're talking about you know once every 10 years or well you so. know what I'm, you know it's funny you mentioned it because we had a gentleman on and i i can't remember his name i don't know if you Chuma got... Capote, you know. no seriously yeah. we had a, it was a psa PSA guy that he had the highest graded collection of Negro League and the most extensive collection of Negro League players in existence. probably Al Jergel. Al, Al, that's who it was, Al. He's a good guy, But But I think Al said that he was on the hunt for a Charleston card. Um, Hopefully he'll hunt down this one. That's what I'm saying, yeah. (laughs) We're going to get – it was Al Jergela. That's who it was, Al Jergela. Really, really sharp, sharp guy. Yeah, the uh, – the museum, Negro League Museum in Kansas City. Uh, I don't know if they have cards and stuff. There, have you but been there? The history? No. We uh, the show I used to do on Sirius XM. Uh, we had the president on. Oh, probably fifteen times. Great guy, mm-hmm. and they. It's a beautiful museum. We. You know, I saw pictures of it, but uh, they have the history. You know. Uh, he's, he might be a guy to, to talk yeah, to, yeah. to, yeah. to it's a, that's stuff. a great museum. It's right next door to the American jazz museum, which is also yes. a great museum. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, the two of them make a fantastic day trip. You got a Babe Ruth, right? It seems like I find anything out. Oh, the exhibit, the 21 exhibit. Yeah. Ruth, but yeah. I yeah. mean, it, almost every auction has a Babe Ruth. Yeah, it's sort of well, right. they, you know, they got pretty hot. In, yeah, in, oh, uh, absolutely. This, yeah, and and uh, the one that we have now, we've it's funny, we've had you know these twenty one exhibits don't grow on trees, and yet we've had yeah. three of them in a row, and wow. and uh, this one that we're selling right now is the the highest graded PSA example. Um, it is uh, it's a PSA six point five, mm. and the bidding is already at uh, forty two thousand. Unbelievable! Uh, you, know, nice. it's just, you know, went bananas out of the gate because it's a tough card, and and uh, you know, yeah. I think the thing the thing in the auction that I'm you know probably most excited about is the Happy Chandler contract, the uh, the Commissioner of Baseball contract. Yeah, I was yeah. Um, it's a great piece. It's got such amazing historical significance when it comes to the integration of baseball. I mean, Happy Chandler was the was the commissioner in 1945. Um, he's the guy that really helped pave the way for Jackie Robinson to uh, you know make his debut in 47. Um, this contract, I think, belonged to Larry McPhail. And uh, it's got 19 signatures on it, including Branch Rickey. So it's really cool to have Branch oh, Rickey yeah. and Happy Chandler on the same document. That is very oh, that's cool. That's a great one. Wow. Hey, before we take a break, there's another card that sticks out that I'm, I'm on the hunt for. The 51 Jeez. Bowman Willie Mays. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a killer card. What's the grade on that? We've got two. We've got a, we've got a PSA 6 that is uh, out of this world centering. 
is is just phenomenal and the image quality is great and uh and then we've got an sgc2 uh which is a little off center uh but it's also a very nice example with uh you know uh, beautiful color and image clarity so so uh, both of those cards in this you know, what, what is go ahead no i i don't understand willie mays was of course i played against him and uh got to know him a little bit he was one of the all-time greats i mean yeah. five you know I, I mean he did everything uh a superstar i mean he could run yeah. hit average you know and i just i i kind of well I, maybe not with ruth because ruth is so so popular but with anybody else even mickey atea as great as he was but th this guy i would think his card i you're you know, making a good point. It, it, I think in the I last, understand. in the last, well, yeah. I, I think a part of the answer. It's really, I mean, if, well, first of all, Al, in the last five, six years, Willie's cards have really skyrocketed. Yeah. Number one, yeah. but number two, you know what I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the fact that he's still alive. What? Oh, you mean when he dies? Is, uh, is that a pipe? possibility? He's Al? ninety years old. I, you know, I I think there's a there's a lot of different things that uh, that go into it with Willie Mays and and uh, you, Rico. I agree with you. It, you know, it, I said earlier that uh, you know Oscar Charleston was in that top three or four, and I think Willie Mays is also in that top three or four. I yeah. think you know you're yeah. basically talking about Ruth Mays, Charleston, and maybe Barry Bonds, depending on you yeah. know how you feel about no, no, that. Right, Barry's right. not in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> not even in the conversation. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, we, we'll have to talk that over. We'll, 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 we'll substitute <laughs> Hank Aaron for him. <laughs> yeah, Hank. All right, listen, we're going to so take a bonds. quick break. We come back. Al's in the house. He's going to be spending uh, most of the hour with us. Oh, that's great. Actually, yeah, uh, Al, I think we're going to keep you right to the end because we don't have a second-tier guest. Usually, we have one at the front end and back end. I think we're going to uh -huh. keep you right to the end. So, we're going to be all over the place today. that all right? All right. It's, not, it's, not, it's not because we don't have another guest. I mean, we want no, we want No, you. no, no. I'm listen trying to me. Get it's typically, like, it's like, hey, trying to make them feel good. Well, it's, it's like he went into the refrigerator. I was like, "You want to eat this? If not, I'm going to throw it away." He's like, "I know." I love you. There's nobody else. Hang in there. We come back. It's going to be on deck with Rico. Oh we'll no! Jeez. Right Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877 
606-LANE, or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. He answered the tough questions. On Deck with Richard Pazzicelli. Okay, it's time for On Deck with Rico, brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. What does he get? That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. This so, week's question, and by the way, he this, will win a shirt. No, a T-shirt, not that uh, thing. Oh, that, yeah, that, that thing cost seven years. Money. I can't get a new one from him. This question was submitted by a gentleman whose name is Dominic Messina. Nice Italian name. <laughs> this is a great question. What is the atmosphere in a clubhouse when the team stinks? <laughs> <laughs> then he has. I.E. 1965 Red Sox, which you are on the team. 100 losses. What is the atmosphere in a clubhouse when the team stinks the whole season? I want to hear this one. (laughs) Everybody hates each other, number one. (laughs) The the manager won't speak to to anyone. We used to have... You know, the, uh, we had the table afterwards where the, uh, the, the clubhouse guys would put a spread on, you know, so we could have a sandwich or something afterwards. The manager would come off after, like, the 95th law and start <laughs> the table and throw the table and food at us. He says, I don't believe it. Billy Herman. Billy Herman was the manager. Poor guy aged about 50 years. Oh, so did you guys used to blame each other? Like, if a pitcher sucked... Oh, oh yeah. What, what would you, you just tell him? You suck, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy jeez. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Where'd you hold that, boy? Go out there. And see. Where'd you hold that? It's well over here. Well, don't do it again. <laughs> so, oh, God, and, you know, it, it's not a good atmosphere, really, because everybody's sad. You come in and you say, how are we going to lose this one today? <laughs> Uh, that team was bad. Yeah, it was bad. That 65 team was god awful. 100 losses, man. 100 <laughs> losses. <laughs> Minnesota beat us 17 out of 18. Wow. We, we wanted part of their World Series share. <laughs> we got you here, guys. Uh, that is classic. Uh, All right. Hey, listen, before we get back to Al, I want to give our book a plug because it's Christmas time. And uh, this book, uh, actually, they just submitted this book. We've been nominated for a Ben Franklin Award. We're hoping that uh, we we win again. Uh, The Diamondbacks Collection, 50 of the Greatest Cards in Sports Collecting History. Uh, This book was written by myself, Ellen, uh, John Mallory, and contributions by our good friend Joe Orlando, who is now with Heritage Auctions. Um, nice. Joe was with PSA when uh, when we did the book. Uh, this is a kind of a cool book. It's the st- it's the, it's about the collection of Arizona Diamondbacks owner Kenny Kendrick, yep. uh, who, in my opinion, uh, his fifty I think his fifty his collection of those fifty cards are probably the best aggregate uh, collection in the hobby. Uh, Al, is there anybody Al that comes close? Who was to the that? guy that had the big Yankee? Uh, Barry Helper. By Helfer. But he, I'm he, talking about these 50 cards. They're yeah. pretty impressive, Al. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. No, they're amazing. They're it's it's an amazing collection. There's no question about yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. you know the great thing is that it's free. The book. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. It's free by going to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> just it definitely costs less than the cards. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Just go to, if you're interested in the book, you can just uh, buy the book on yeah, Amazon. It's great. Dot com. Really is. All right. We are chatting with. Uh, 
Al. My good friend Al Crisofoli from Love of the Game Auctions. It is his 10th anniversary. Now, tell us about the complete Gaudi set. It's a very cool set. It's a nice collector grade set, which is excellent because it's, you know, so often you see, you know, when when those sets make themselves available, you know, it's either a thing where uh, like what Scott is doing at Collector Connection, where he's breaking up a mid grade set and selling it card by card. Um, or it's a really high grade examples that you find, you know, very seldom do you see an actual complete set complete at 239 because it doesn't have the Lajaway. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a, it's a collector grade set. It's much more affordable, uh, for the, you know, everyday guy now, uh, you know, affordable is, uh, is sort of a relative term these days, but, uh, you know, it's a great, it's a great set. They're not all graded, correct? No. Yeah. Right. They're, they're, we graded a bunch of the keys with SGC, um, and uh, and the rest are in a binder, which is just it's so cool to have yeah. you know cards like that that are just you know in a binder. And the T206 set that we have is is the same way. You know, key cards are graded, um, but a lot of them are still in in binders. Yeah, I want to ask you about memorabilia. Is it, it at one time? I remember with the shows a couple of years ago, we talked about memorabilia not being as uh, you know, popular uh, as yeah, as the cards and all that stuff is yeah. that it's that's it's come changed. come up now. Has it changed? Well, Has it? Yeah, I I think there's there's certain pieces. You know, quality. Yeah, quality material, no matter what it is, yeah, will, yeah. will do well. And and uh, you know, I think that um, you know, some memorabilia is sort of ubiquitous, and and because of that, it's it doesn't do well. And then the other thing that works against it is. You can't put it in a slab, and and unfortunately, grading has become uh, as necessary as it is. It's also become a thing that guides a lot of collectors. It, you know, it helps them identify whether or not something is authentic. It gives them the ability to compete on a registry and all of that kind of stuff. So then, when you start to get into this three dimensional stuff or this giant, you know, posters and yeah, photos yeah. and things like that, it gets it gets a little tougher. Yeah. And and uh, you know, but we've seen. Uh, with the advent of grading tickets and photos, that those things have really started to to skyrocket, and and uh, you know, hopefully, I think people will start to realize that uh, uh, things that were not intended to be collected when they were manufactured yeah. are really cool collectibles. And, you know, I, I agree with you, Alan, because uh, yeah. <clears throat> I've started uh, kind of gravitating towards memorabilia, just cool pieces right. that are you know one of one of a kind that I kind of like. I think part of it too is um, displaying it. You know, you yeah. can, you can display a slab cod, no problem. No. You know, but you know, uh, I, like you know, I I, I purchased that uh, Grover Cleveland Alexander contract several months ago. Uh-huh. I don't want to. I mean, how do you display that? I'm not going to open it up right. and put it. You know what I mean? So you know, yeah. that's in a that's in a safe. So it becomes, yeah. Yeah, it, it becomes it becomes an issue because you want to share it with people and and uh, you know there there are memorabilia pieces that are really easy to display. I've gotten into uh, uh, large format team photos you exactly know, mostly, you know and and they're yeah. all over the office and yeah. and uh, you know I think they're great. They're they're some of my favorite pieces, especially nineteenth century team photos. I love them and and uh, you know I I like them better than cards. Now, beside the, the Chandler contract, do you have any other memorabilia in the auction? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I'm most proud of about this auction, which may not be the most valuable uh, thing, but we have a, uh, a complete run of, uh, of ticket stubs from every Brooklyn Dodgers versus New York Yankees World Series game. Wow. Yeah. Really? You know, there you go. And, and uh, what we did okay. was in the, in the catalog, we, uh, we uh, enlisted the help of Mark Armour, who's with Sabre, uh, to write an article about the, uh, the, the Dodgers-Yankees rivalry. And we laid this thing out where there's a summary of each World Series in the catalog. It's really, really neat, you know, with the stats and line scores and all of this. And and uh, and then the, the ticket stubs. Uh, really proud of the way that came out. Uh, it was a really kind of a cool way to uh, uh, to focus on an individual 
uh, collection like that, that, uh, you know, is kind of a really neat thing. Um, and there's also, we've got a lot of scorecards. We've got a scorecard from Ted Williams's last game. We've got a scorecard from when Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak was broken up, um, you know, and, and a number of other things like that in the auction too. It's oh, nice. Pre-war memorabilia too. Which war was that? <laughs> <laughs> I know you still, we, we have so many, <laughs> all the wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I generally think of, of pre-war, and it's funny, I've always thought of it this way, of, of pre-war as being uh, 1948 Leaf and beyond, oh, yeah. okay. and earlier. But a lot yeah, of people yeah. I'm starting to see uh, consider 1941 Playball to be the cutoff there. And okay. and uh, so, you know, I consider 48 Leaf. Yeah. Now, well, you've got, good. You've got a 51 Bowman Mantle, which is a card that's close to my heart. Uh-huh. Uh, Talk, talk to me about that card. Is that card moving upward? I think when you start to think about what, you know, what's going up, I think you can never go wrong with Mickey Mantle. Um, you know, that particular card is, it's got a number of different uh, production related issues with it. There's always a centering problem. And a lot of times there's a registration problem where the, you know, the printing looks a little blurry because yeah. the registration is off. This one has beautiful registration and, and, uh, and beautiful color. It's a great card. And what is the great, <clears throat> what is the great on it's, that? It's an SGC three. It's a little high. It's centered a little top, a little towards the top of the card, but, uh, but it's still a really neat one. Yeah, that's a that's a good card. Yeah, I want I want to ask you that. What do you see that's different uh, in the hobby? Uh, you see a trend starting to come around. You know now, you know with uh, with the the way the the economy is and all that stuff. Is any signs of something different? Uh, you know, I think that there's been some softening on the uh, on the modern side of the hobby um it it hmm. people tend to gravitate towards quality material no matter what it is and i think quality stuff is going to continue to rise it may not rise at that that crazy peak that it went at at the beginning of the pandemic hmm. i think really we we um we topped off uh in february march of 2021 and I think there's still been growth in the quality material, but it hasn't been that kind of crazy, yeah. you know, northward trajectory. Um, yeah. But I, I think you know if you're if you're buying for investment reasons, which you know I, I guess to a degree we all are, right? Uh, yeah. If you're buying for investment reasons, I think if you focus on quality material, then you're you're going to be fine. So mm-hmm. stuff like Mickey Mantle. Um, you know, the first five guys inducted into the hall of fame, I think, you know, you can't, you can't go wrong with those guys. You can't go wrong with Jackie Robinson. You can't go wrong with high quality Negro league material. You can't go wrong with 19th century hall of famers. You know, these are, these are players who are not going to get busted for steroids tomorrow. They're not going to, you know, say something dumb or, or, you know, do, you know, embarrass themselves in, in social media, their careers are over and their, their legends have already been written. And so it, it, it makes sense, you know, that, that those would be safe places for, uh, you know, for reasonable expectation of appreciation. How about, how about uh, wanting to trade, uh, not wanting to trade, but not wanting to sign a guy that hit 62 home runs with 135 RBI? I know. New York, <laughs> New York Yankees. I mean, that, that never would have happened. Are you kidding oh, me? You mean, you mean Aaron, Aaron soon to be a San Francisco giant judge? Yeah, maybe he will be. But no, I, I I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. What the this guy is worth to the Yankees, not to get off the you No, know, you're but, right. But I just have, his card I have every confidence, Rico, that uh, that the Steinbrenner family will come to their senses and <laughs> uh and and uh, bring back Mr. Judge so uh, so that we can have a uh, another run at the pennant with a bunch of 220 hitters surrounded (laughs) (laughs) actually uh, you're right hey al you know just to get back uh on what you were just talking about a moment ago so is gen z coming back coming down to earth finally and if they are i I think they are gen z which uh the the the, 30 year old yeah yeah the 30 late 30s late 20s early 30s maybe up to 40 38 39 yeah um, you know, they're the ones that were driving the bus uh, with the mm-hmm. modern and ultra-modern stuff. But now, is you know, a lot of them were doing it for investment purposes. 
in my opinion, and again, yeah. I, so, sometimes I get hammered for stuff like well, this. In my opinion, for investment it. purposes, no, okay. and not necessarily for a love of the hobby, you know, uh, are they coming back to earth because of people like uh, uh, Tatis and the fact that Justin Herbert, using him as an example, is not as good as everybody thought he was going to be? Or, uh, I don't know... Uh, Mac Jones not being as good as everybody thought he was going to be. You know, I, I, I think it's funny. I just watched, I'm um, sorry about that. I just, sorry about my phone. I just watched a, a movie this week about the hobby and, and there was nothing hobby about it. It was a documentary that just came out. There was nothing hobby about it. And it was all like millennial type uh, people talking about, um, you know, buying and flipping for profit. Essentially, that's what that's what the whole point of the film was. And and uh, um, you know, I think that there will always be nostalgia. You know, always everybody has nostalgia. Everybody looks to the past, and and some of those people decide that they want to learn about you know what even came before their own past. But I think. Um, where this hobby gets gets fun. This is a this is a hobby, right, and and right. uh, and so I think that uh, you know when we start to think about it in terms of what's my you know what's the investment potential of going out and buying this you know one of one or one of ten or whatever. I mean, there's there's room in the hobby for everybody for sure, and that's a legitimate uh, a, a way to collect as any. But I think. Um, there's a lot of disappointment when when you start to realize that this is not a get rich quick thing, you know. And and uh, you know he's, but, he's dead on. Yeah, but I, I think I think the reason is the economy. Gas prices sure. are high. The food. Yeah. And they're talking about well, this yeah, you and can, that. You could be right there. And though that, well, Gen Zs and maybe even younger, or maybe a little older. You know, right now they're saying, well, what do I want to spend my money? I want to make sure I can, you know. They can make a quick buck to, to survive? No, no. They won't They won't get continue in it as much or uh, maybe uh, they're no, going to wait a while. Uh, no, I, that's just my opinion. I, I, I'm hey, not Connor. sure that's the case. I, you know how I, what I equated to? You know, over the last 50 years, not 50 years, over the last 30 years, in, in regular stock investments, there are two kinds of investors. There are the guys that bought blue chip stocks and slow and steady, and then there are guys that bought some blue chip, chip stocks, but a lot of penny stocks, flip them to make a buck. Right. Right? Point being is that I think over the, over the years, a lot of the penny stock flippers, some of them made money, and a lot of them lost money. And yeah, but it, it seems as though the guys that that was slow and steady, that bought had had portfolios that were kind of evenly distributed, did the best. A yeah. Am I wrong? And I think I think that same holds true to to the hobbyists. I mean, if you know, you can't I, go ahead. I, we're I talking about. What, go on. Well, we're, we're talking about the the the, the more modern stuff. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Uh, that's what I mean. Uh, where they hear about, oh, the Mickey Mantle went for 12. I'm going to get involved in this. But stuff. yeah, but I'm going to buy, you know instead I mean? of buying the Mickey Mantle, I'm going to buy no, uh, a Justin Herbert. I know it. PS, uh, Prism, Purple, uh, uh, Albatross, uh, Little Checkering, one of one, manufactured scarcity, and it's a PSA 10. Yeah. I, you know, we it's it's funny maybe, because maybe. We, we all grew up buying baseball cards and, and, uh, you know, as as kids and memorizing stats and knowing who was with what which team and all of that. And I think some of that goes away when, you know, the focus is on, you know, what what do I pull out of this box that's that's worth money? And, and you know, some of the prices of, of brand new boxes to me is astonishing <laughs> because what I want to do is I want to open packs of baseball cards and look through them and learn like, who are the you know who's the shortstop for for the Angels and who's it you know that kind of thing? And, I mean, and, and, and now the other thing is before we take a break, you know, when we were kids and even before we were kids when cards were out, I I used that term manufactured rarities. There sure. were no manufactured rarities. Now were there rarities? Yes, there was a Honus Wagner rarity. There's an Eddie Plank rarity, but those were sure. for specific reasons. They right. weren't manufactured rarities. 
So what is the what's the purpose of a of, can you explain that it's, to me? It's sort of amazing to me that that you know people would buy a brand new you know car that's and and again I'm not being critical necessarily of what people choose to collect and why but but I also feel like you know when you have these when you have cards that came out yesterday and there's one you know this is one of 10 right he's a one of 10 Aaron Judge and it's worth $800,000 we have in our auction right now a book uh from 1834 uh the Robin Carver uh book called the book of sports it's the first time that the word baseball was used in an American publication. It's the first yeah. diagram of a baseball. Right? That's amazing. It's, I it's love the this first story. time the rules of baseball were published in an American publication. There are fewer than 10 copies of this book that have survived since 1834. Okay. We're almost 200 years old here, this book. And, and it's sitting at $800. Yeah, I mean, in, it's, it's mind-boggling. You know, it's mind-boggling. It, yeah, and, and that's a low price for that book. But you can still get that book for a few thousand dollars. And to me, that is the birth of what we're doing today, right? And and uh, here right? it is yeah, just sitting but, there for, for next to nothing. A lot and, of young people are not interested. Yeah. That's the only yeah. problem, darn it. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Al's going to be with us right through the end of the show. Hang in yeah, there. Yeah, great. We'll Al. be right back. You got a cigar. I want a cigar. Christine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Christine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection to the famed Boston Garden auction to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. 
Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay Vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay Vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay Vault is just as easy. Every card in the Vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay Vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault. Folks, the eBay Vault, the eBay Vault, it's climate-controlled, insured, and protected with 24-hour security. Soon, you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay Vault. They'll take high-quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and, you know, yeah, and to make the listing to sell process seamless. <laughs> Not like this, uh, what I'm reading here, because I get... For more information, go to eBay, connecting buyers and sellers globally. Hey, listen, before we get back to... Uh, give me that. Get out of before here. Before we get good. back to Al, why don't you tell us about our good friend, Charlie Perino. I love Charlie. Don't see who does all the work here? And uh -huh. the staff at uh, JRI Cards. Yeah, if you want to have an absolute blast at obtaining some great modern and vintage cards, you got to check out JRI Cards. Our paisan, Charlie the Iron Ripper, along with Triple H, Money Marco, get this, the Dollar Dollar Girls and the JRI Gang, <laughs> give you the chance to participate in opening and unopened and sealed fresh wax or cello, I'll call it cello pack of your favorite sport. Who knows? You may wind up with a Nolan Ryan, <laughs> Aaron, Montana, Peyton, or even a Mantle. It's easy. You buy in, JRI opens the pack on the live stream, and you get a card. It's that simple. As a matter of fact, if you pull that special jewel, the guys at JRI Cards will even have it graded for you. Featured in the LA Times, ESPN, and USA Radio, JRI is the hottest card-pulling show on the internet. And let's not forget that JRI donates part of their proceeds to various charities. That's JRI Cards, the break show that everyone is talking about. Yeah. They're always digging up cardboard treasures. For, your, for more information, go to JRICards.com. By the way, uh, Charlie Perino's uh, mom is in the hospital. Nice and, lady. Uh, uh, Vincenza. Nice Italian she, name. Yeah, well, she's uh, we're, just to let Charlie know, and uh, we're praying for her. Good work. For her recovery, and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing of, that she's out of the hospital and back home. Good. Vincenza, we wish you the best. Yeah. All right, let's get back to uh, Mr. Christofoli. we got a few minutes left. Hey, Al. Uh, 
before we get into some other topics, so we got about five or six minutes left. Talk about the uh, some of the other highlights of the auction. Uh, we've got a, a beautiful Kareem Abdul-Jabbar rookie card, SGC nine. Wow, which is a uh, which is a monster card. We've got a a beautiful uh, Sporting Lights uh, Sporting Life W six hundred Hannes Wagner. Uh, probably our greatest collection of, uh, of vintage baseball photography that we've ever had. Some beautiful Gehrig photos, a couple of beautiful Jim Thorpe's. 1916 Boston Red Sox. I think that was your rookie season. Uh, I, I saw that. Rico, uh, 1916 uh, Sox. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, I like uh-huh. to see with, that. Uh, with, with Babe Ruth. <laughs> see how I came out. Uh-huh. A, uh, a beautiful, uh, one of the cool things that I found or that we've got is, is a scrapbook. And this is a great thing. Uh, it's a scrapbook from a uh, from a gentleman who who learned that Babe Ruth had a sister, and he tracked her down uh, by writing the newspaper in Lakeland, Florida, where he heard she lived. And the newspaper ran an article: "Are you Babe Ruth's sister?" And uh, and through that article, he found her, and they became pen pals. And she eventually sent him a photo, a signed Babe Ruth photo that Babe Ruth signed for her his own sister and she signed the back oh. and uh and what what comes with this lot is the whole scrapbook that documents his whole chase for for you know to find Babe Ruth's sister he was wow. a big Very fan cool. nice. like sort of a legendary fan that had access to uh to players so there are also letters in there from uh Red Barber and Wade Hoyt and a bunch of uh, media personalities and that sort of thing it's a really neat scrapbook that's highlighted by this signed Babe Ruth photo. That's nice. Great provenance, Good and it's stuff. a beautiful signature. Charlie, yeah. uh, collectors that are listening, watching, any, well, what advice would you give them for the rest of this year and in the, in the 2023? It's the same advice that I give everybody for, for any, at any time. Uh, buy what you like, buy what you know, you know, learn about the thing that you're collecting and and try not to think of it purely in financial terms, in terms of, you know, what is it that, you you know, is it going to appreciate is, you know, buy the stuff that you like yeah. and and, uh, you know, use the hobby to learn about the game. And and, uh, yeah. you know, that's, I think, probably the best advice I can give anybody, you know, that's the time advice. that you spend in the hobby is, is uh, you know, the time that you spend enjoying the hobby has monetary value as well, right? You could be doing anything, you know, and, and here you are, you know, investing yourself in sports or in baseball. And yeah. that's great. That's great quality time. Al, you know, the other night, uh, we uh, just past Saturday night, uh, we took out the whole gang uh, radio TV podcast, I mean, uh, uh, video podcast gang out for dinner. Uh-huh. Uh, just as kind of a thank you. We all went to a beautiful Italian restaurant. And I want you to take a look. I mean, everybody was dressed. And Rico came in with just a magnificent uh, uh, hunting shirt. Uh, I, I think, they were jealous. They I, were think, jealous. I think after the meal, and you can see it on the screen. I think after the meal, uh, Rico decided to go up to Vermont to go do a little uh, Buffalo hunting or whatever uh-huh. they like, moose hunting up there. Chopping wood, <laughs> right? Now, the story behind that is I asked Rico, I said, Rico, where the hell did you get that hunting shirt? L.L. Bean. He said, well, I had an appearance up at L.L. Bean in Freeport, Maine, and they gave, how many did they give you? Five? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I didn't want to take them, but they were for free, I took them. Yeah, there was he five looks like beautiful. he's going to go cut down some trees. That's exactly. You look like Paul Bunyan. I said, you look <laughs> yeah. like Paul Bunyan in a restaurant, a beautiful Italian restaurant. He looks like, look at the, the that's his wife next to him. And even she's looking at him. Now, uh-huh. one last thing, Al. He's eating dessert. Now, they come by. Thank you. They came by and asked us for dessert. And, you know, we order a cannoli here or a tiramisu here. He orders two desserts. I want one vanilla ice cream dessert and one chocolate ice cream dessert. Two scoops, right. One small and one small, right. So, go ahead. I mean... You wiped out the whole thing. Well, the scoops were like this big. And you ate it all. Well, I had to. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't want to waste my... It's going to melt. You can't take it home. Oh, so good, though. I'm with with Rico on this one. 
right, now listen, uh, we wish you the best yeah, with the auction. Congratulations you. on 10 years. Wishing yeah. you 10 more healthy, happy years. It's uh, all, hey, that's all 10? Well, ten, we're, 20 we're, more. No, no, we'll do it in 10-year ten, ten increments. 10-year oh, increments. increments, well. Okay. 10-year increments. If I don't see you. <laughs> but, Al, uh, the other thing is, you know, you've been a big part of the show uh, since we started uh, you get it. You understand what we're all about, and we're really appreciative of that. Absolutely. So, I love coming on with you guys. Yeah, it's always it's good fun. to see you. Happy holidays to yeah, you. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays to everybody who's listening and watching, and and uh, uh, hopefully, you know, loveofthegameauctions.com. And, get your and, bids in, baby. Get your yeah, bids in. Man. Got a couple more days. Okay, Al, we love you. Take right, care Al, of yourself. Take care. Al Christofoli, Love of the Game Auctions. That's wonderful. Rick. Hey, Happy Thanksgiving to Thanks you. you. I'm very thankful that I'm uh, working uh, with you. That, we have fun. We have yeah, fun. We really I is. am blessed with and uh, Chrissy and We're Dave. blessed with a great, great crew and some great sponsors. With that being said, everybody have a healthy and happy Thanksgiving and happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.